I'm Jennifer Stevens, and I'm the CEO of JHL. Welcome to Make the Connection. Welcome to this week's episode of Make the Connection. I'm Anna Vaughn, and I'm sitting here with our fearless leader, Jennifer Stevens. Good morning. Good morning. Jen, JHL has had the privilege of playing a role in countless events for our clients over the past 15 years in strategy, marketing, logistics, and execution. And as you know, events are a dime a dozen in our growing city. As new nonprofits are formed, corporations open new offices, and organizations continue to develop, the strategy behind building successful and unique events in our community is even more important. What is the best strategy for creating and building an event to reach your nonprofit or company goals? Well, I think you have to start with understanding what is your goal. And it's interesting to me how many people will do an event for the sake of doing an event. Um, So when I sit down with a client, I always say, before we talk about anything else, I don't want to talk about date. I don't want to talk about venue. I don't want to talk about anything until I understand what are you trying to achieve? Because if we understand what you're trying to achieve and we understand how to wake up the day after the event and look back and know these are the two or three or four key things that were our measures of success, then we're able to make every single decision toward those goals. And I think um, without that guiding star, without understanding what you're really trying to achieve, then it's very, very difficult to um, to know how to then build build the event. So the best strategy is honestly just being very candid with yourself and saying, these are our goals. And what I do find also is when you have that conversation, there's going to be different goals, right? So you might have a development director in a nonprofit, their goal might be a net fundraising goal. You might have a marketing director and they may say, you know, I'm sure the fundraising is important, but my goal would be this kind of exposure on social media or um, this opportunity for, you know, red carpet, whatever. So those might not align always. So it's really important to sit down with the key decision makers of any organization and start with what are those two or three ways we're going to really understand we were able to reach success. And then you build every decision toward those, those key goals. Great. And with that being said, one thing I continually hear you say to our clients is know your audience. So what are the key strategies for structuring an event that makes sense for an organization's audience? Well, that's a great question. I mean, honesty is probably the best strategy. And and what I mean by that is be honest with yourself. I have people that come to me and say, in fact, I'll give a great real life example. So we had a client come to us a couple of years ago. They had been doing a model of an event that was tired. People were bored. They weren't netting much money, which was their number one goal for that event. And they were seeing a decline in attendance. And so they said, you know, we really want to do something much bigger. And so let's move this event to more of a concert you know, quasi-concert, gala-style event, and let's do that. And so, you know, I said, okay, you know, but that's a bigger budget. That's going to require larger sponsorships. You know, we need to understand the the push-pull of this decision. And they said, no, let's do it. And so we did. And so what was interesting is they definitely saw uh, good success. They increased revenue and they increased attendance. They had more awareness and more interest. Um, But they also didn't get to where the juice was worth the squeeze, if you will. And so when they were honest with themselves and looked back, what they realized was for our audience, for our organization, we're not all the way there, right? So we weren't there. We were at the basement. But this 
new event model was beyond our reach. And so, you know, I had a conversation with them of like, let's just be really honest about what your audience wants. They wanted more than what you were giving them, but it looks like they need less than what we built. So let's build something in the middle. And I think that's real important. So, you know, people say, oh, I saw this cool thing, or I know that organization does it this way. That's fine um, to take a look at for examples, but you have to sit down as an organization, whether you're a corporation, nonprofit, whatever, and you have to say, who are we trying to reach? And what are those key things that are going to help us reach them? And so, you know, if your demographic is, you know, young and cool, then your event needs to feel young and cool and very vibrant. If your demographic is, you know, older, uh, more established, you know, you need to maybe start a little earlier and don't have a lot of walking involved and, you know, make sure it's not hot. And, you know, these elements matter. So it's about it's about really considering who you're trying to reach and then building something that you know will be of interest to that audience. Great. So knowing your audience, obviously, next step is reaching them. So how should an organization's event marketing be layered into an overall marketing plan for the year? Great question. Um, this is a big miss for a lot of organizations. These these things in, tend to happen in silos. So you have a marketing director, and they've got a marketing plan for the year, and they're marching forward with it, very focused on you know earned media, social media, paid media, whatever that is. Um, you know they're making advertising buys, doing those sorts of things, and then you've got somebody else coming in and saying, oh wait, but you know we're doing this big event, whether it's a you know name it, anniversary event, fundraiser, whatever. And um, so what I see happening is a is almost a power struggle internally with a lot of our clients where uh, the marketing team will say, no, we've got, you know, we, these are our plans. These are, these are our orders, you know, marching orders for the year. We've got to stick to it. And then you've got the events team or maybe maybe a C-suite team that that's made a decision differently on an event. And so, you know, what I try to do with all of our clients is sit down and say, you know, if there's a marketing goal for the event, you know, if if the if that's a part of the event, then we definitely have to sit sit down and integrate the event plans into the marketing strategy. If there's not a marketing goal for the event, and and really the marketing aspect is more around maybe selling out, selling tickets, selling sponsorships, thanking sponsors, then I try to work with the event team and the marketing team to layer those things in. Maybe the marketing team can stay on message as it relates to, for example, an education programming piece that they're doing. But at the same time, maybe they just simply layer in a, hey, thank you, AT&T, for your support of our spring event, it allows us to do more education programming, that kind of thing. But you got to get those two uh, pieces of an organization talking and aligned, and that can be difficult. Exactly. And, you know, how does investing in your event as an organization or corporation correlate to investing in your overall brand? Well, great question. So it's interesting to me how many people don't understand that everything that you do is a reflection of who you are. Right. So, you know, my my dad always said you can't do a million dollar deal in a five dollar suit. I think that is good advice for any brand. And that goes all the way from, um, you know, what does your office look like? What is the uh, attire that your team is wearing? You know, all of these things. Perception is reality. So if you want to be taken seriously as a brand, you've got to carry that all the way through what you're doing. So what I see happen is people go, oh, you know, 
we're this super important, super cool, super hot company and, and, you know, we're the next big thing and we're this and we're that. And then, you know, maybe they're doing a conference and the pens don't write or, you know, they don't have any paper or they forgot to give you the Wi-Fi password, right? So the little things matter and they matter a lot. So every decision around an event or a marketing campaign Every single decision has to be made with what is this, what's the splashback going to be? What is the perception we're putting out there and how does it make us look? That's why, you know, I tell people if you're not going to do your swag right, then don't do swag. If you're not going to do the event right, then don't do the event because you'll actually end up doing uh, harm to your brand and harm to your reputation because you weren't willing to invest in yourself. And I think that's really important. People don't understand that the expense of an event Events are expensive for sure, but so is every other kind of marketing. And an event can be an incredibly powerful marketing tool, but you've got to do it right. Right. So talking about pricing, you know, you're always saying don't step over a dollar to pick up a dime. So let's talk budgeting. How do you create, build, and manage a budget for an event? Well, budgets are hard because everybody has champagne taste and Keystone Light <laughs> <laughs> budget goals. Everybody. I have yet to have a client say, spend what you want. Um, budgeting is very difficult. But again, if you start with goal and you work your way back, um, then budgeting becomes much easier. So, you know, on a huge event that we produce, one of the very important goals that we have is the guest experience. Because the theory of the decision makers for that event is if our guests don't have an amazing experience, then they're not going to come back. These are the kind of people that can buy anything they want. They can go anywhere they want. And so if the experience isn't special, they're not going to come back. So that means when we're budgeting, we have to make sure we're not stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime. We have to make sure we spend a little money to make the experience special. Now, there's ways to offset costs, and we can talk about that. But but we have to make decisions that are going to make that experience the impact that we know people want to have. So budgeting can be very tough, but you just have to be realistic. You know, the the other thing I see happen is we had an example of a client recently that didn't want to pay a um, a catering team to get there too early. They didn't want to pay that hourly rate. And the reality is the wine has to get chilled. The glasses have to be, you know, cleaned and polished so that they look right for your guests. These things have to happen. So in the eyes of the client, they were like, well, why would we pay for two extra hours? But the reality is that's not extra. You know, every single piece of the event, if it's done right, takes more than just turn it on, turn it off during the set hours of the event. So you have, again, going back to just be honest with yourself. Um, what are we trying to achieve and what kind of team do we need in place to achieve it? That's very important. You're doing an event downtown. You absolutely have to have valet. It's not optional. There's nowhere to park in Austin. You've got to do that. So um, decisions like that can really be pivot points. And, and again, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it. So, you know, I'd rather work with a client to help them build the right kind of an event that sticks to their budget than create an event that that doesn't. And so anytime anyone comes to us, I had an email from a a CEO, corporate leader, you know, just the other day, we're thinking about doing this, couple hundred people, will you do it? I responded back, what are your two to three goals? How are you going to wake up and know you've achieved success the next day? And what is your budget? Because he, you know, he wanted to talk about what kind of band can I get? But I'm not going to start throwing out band names until I understand, am I doing a $200,000 event? 
Am I doing a half million dollar event or am I doing a $25,000 event? Those are very different bands. So, you know, you got to start with reality. Yeah, absolutely. And so going back to your point about offsetting costs, what are some ways organizations can look to save money that you have seen work successfully? There's a lot of successful ways to save money. I mean, first of all, start with what you need. So, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But then think about who are logical partners. And and I want to emphasize logical. Who are logical partners to work with your organization on this event? Vendors, suppliers, that kind of thing. And why would they work with you on that event? So a lot of people say to me, well, you know, Tito's ought to do this or, you know, Yeti should be doing that. And the reality is they're only thinking about I want Tito's or I want Yeti at my event. And there's no reason that Tito's or Yeti should say yes to that at all. So you've got to be very logical. But if you can if you can make the case to another brand, hey, I've thought about you. I've thought about your company goals, who you're trying to reach. You know, I watch what you do in marketing. And here's our philosophy on why you should invest in our event. Would you help us offset these costs? Would you sponsor part of it? Would you, you know, give us donated product or donated gifts for our attendees and in turn will you know market that as a partnership then 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 smart brands will do that but again smart brands so there's got to be a logical connection but you can offset a lot of costs um, you know but you've got to always be thinking about it what's what's in it for them and the mistake I see happen is um, I see organizations sit down and say well they should do that for us because we're a big client to them and the reality is, on the other side, these guys are capitalists. They've got to make money. They've got payroll. And they've got a lot of big clients. So if they were to give it away to every single client every single day, they wouldn't make a dollar. So it's not a fair way to look at it. But but you can definitely sit down and come up with a strategy for why someone should be investing and how you make it a win-win. And that comes back into to making sure the marketing is in place, the social media is in place. How are you going to help tell that story so they want to offset your costs? But um, sometimes free isn't free. That's the other thing I would say about that. We had an event where um, someone insisted that we could get the catering donated. By the time we got the catering donated, which I use in quotes, the catering cost as much as if we had just hired a catering company and the meal was disjointed and the guests didn't enjoy it. Um, so, you know, we reacted to that person's insistence at a board level that the catering could be donated. But the reality is free isn't free sometimes. In that case, the guest chef, who's a wonderful human, offered to cook the meal for free with his time, but we had to pay for the ingredients, we had to pay for the transportation of the food, had to pay for the hot boxes, had to pay for the plates, you know, yada, 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 that would have just come with a catering company. And again, then, you know, he was disjointed from the rest of the event. We didn't set the chef up for success. The guests didn't enjoy the experience and um, free wasn't free. So you got to be careful where you're trying to offset costs too. Right. And you bring up a good point uh, in terms of boards having a say in managing an event budget with staff. So what should that look like or what have you seen work? Well, so my rule is get the font out. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, boards get the font out. It is it is your job as a board. And by the way, I've been a board chair. I serve on board. So I understand this role. And, and it, this I'm, I walk the walk. Your job at a board level is to set vision for an organization, set budgets that will empower the organization to reach that vision Stand by and be a resource to the team that you put in place 
to execute that vision and get out of the way. So the board's role in managing any budget on any event should be absolutely zero. Now, overall, are you is the organization staying on budget? That's a board responsibility. And the executive director or the CEO back to a corporate board or whatever, they have the responsibility of communicating up to the board, here's where we are here's our challenges, whatever. So I definitely believe in strong communication to the board. You set this vision, you set this budget, you set these goals, and here's where we are and here's what we need from you and empower that board to help you. But in no way should a board member ever be micromanaging the minutia of anything. Get the font out. Get the font out. <laughs> so, you know, obviously budgets are important. Raising money is a key contributor to the success of an organization. But we also must remember that events are multi-purpose. There's not always need to be about raising money. So what advice do you have on creative ways to build engaging events that either tie back to mission or raise overall awareness for a brand without its full focus being a fundraiser? Well, so that's a that's a lot of question in one question. So First of all, as it relates to um, board and board engagement with anything, you have to remember that people bring different things to an organization, right? Time, talent, treasure is kind of the rule. So if somebody's got, you got to bring one. Everybody's got to row the boat. Um, but you need to use people to their highest and best use. You know, I sit on a board right now where I am by far the least capable of writing a check to that organization. It's a very powerful statewide board. So if they came to me and said, hey, every other board member's doing $10,000 toward this campaign, you do that, that would be laughable. But what I could do and what I have done is create new concepts where we went and raised $100,000 through my talent and my ability to be able to reach out and pull that together for the organization. So you've got to use people where they are. But as it relates to the different goals, um, you know, again, spend your money Spend your money where you're going to make your money. So an event is an extension of your brand. It's actually bringing your brand to life. And if you look now at the way consumers are shopping, as an example, you can see the power of an event. A friend of mine that's an executive with Neiman Marcus told me, nobody wants to buy a winter coat anymore. Nobody wants to walk in and look through racks and racks and racks of coats. They want to walk in and there's a fake fire pit and a fake s'mores station and fake snow and they take selfies and they have a hot toddy with their girlfriend and then they pull up an iPad and they order the coat. That's what they want now. So if you think about it, the in the, in the in the bigger scheme of thing, events are all the way through our society now and becoming more and more and more important. So they're not always going to net you money, right? I mean, I don't know that Neiman Marcus hosting a fake s'mores party in July in Texas and pumping the air down to 30 in the store is necessarily going to be an immediate revenue generator. But they're looking at those things from a bigger picture. What's our social media reach through doing an event like that? You know, did and then did we end up ultimately gaining followers and then making long-term sales? So sometimes you're making a decision on an event that um, is not an immediate. But this goes back to what's the board comfortable with or what's the organization comfortable with? What's What are those two or three ways we're going to measure success? And in an event like that, as an example, that success measuring might be a metric that they look at over the course of an entire year. So lots of different ways to look at that. Great advice. You know, we've touched on the fact that events should be 
exact reputation and brand that you want to build for yourself. So any advice outside of, you know, focusing on key goals that you would give to a person, nonprofit, or corporation looking to start a first-time event? Yes, first-time events are tough. Um, my, my first piece of advice is this. If you're in a nonprofit space, you're starting a new event, uh, your goal year one should be to break even. You're really, this is an investment in yourself and you are, you're going to have to, again, going back to that big event that we produce, uh, year one, our goal, you know, looking at each other was, can we break even and, and can we net a little money for these charity beneficiaries and will people come? Right? Will people really show up? We think it sounds cool sitting around talking to each other, but but is it? And will people really come? Now, the reality that year was, you know, we made $900,000 for charity. So yes, people did want to come and it was cool and it was great. And then we looked at each other and said, well, is this even sustainable? Or was this an anomaly and we'll never do it again? So but we were, again, going to goal. We wanted it to be something people would want to do again. They would leave and tell their friends. There would be FOMO on what people saw on social media. So we had to invest. And we couldn't say, you know, well, this is very risky. It's a first time. So we're not going to have good wine. Or we're not going to serve the steak. We're going to do the cheapest entree. Or whatever. Perception is reality. The people in that room... They felt like, man, this is high impact. This is high energy. This is first class. And guess what? Then they gave that way. So if, you, if people walk up to an event and it feels cheap, guess what they think about your organization? You're cheap. You're cheap, right? If you're willing to discount your own brand, your own self, your own experience, then that is what you're teaching your audience to think of you. It's a very hard thing for nonprofits especially, but honestly, anybody, corporations too, it's very hard for them to understand when you do it on the cheap, that is how people think of your brand. And so you really have to go ahead and spend the dollars. If you're going to do it, do it right and spend the dollars to do it right. Don't have to spend crazy money, but you got to spend smart money. Yeah. Well, great advice. And thank you for taking the time. And thank you for all you do to elevate events in our community. Thanks, Anna. I'm Jennifer Stevens. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to jhlcompany.com.